Go. All right, so it's uh, 7.10, and we're calling to order the October meeting for Capital City Skate Park. Uh, I'm Jacques Howard. If you can go around and introduce yourself and your affiliation. Sure. My name is Chester Jones. I am the first vice president of Trenton Council of Civic Associations. I'm also the treasurer of the Villa Park Civic Association and president of the Melrose Avenue Civic Association. So with plenty of hats, and I'm very civically inclined. Great. <laughs> I am, uh, my name is Kenneth Napier. I am not nearly as civically as fine as, uh, as this guy, but I just want to see a nice thing built in the neighborhood that I use. My name is Bayron. I am a local artist here in Trenton, and I am really excited about a skate park that's going to be nearby, so I'm totally going to do whatever I can here. Awesome. I'm John Marks, and what you would consider to be a civic activist um, in this uh, venture here uh, in reference to Capital City Skate Park and uh, PR and, and community reaction overall. Hey, I'm Caleb, Caleb Walker. I'm a local musician and uh, just kind of involved with a lot of different shit, so here I am today. Absolutely. And when you say you're involved in a lot of shit, you're also um, an arborist, technically? Technically, no, I'm not. I'm oh, I'm sorry. Horticulturalist? <laughs> you are a resident of the city, too. So yes. You do have that kind of beardist. So, yeah, so, so you've got a lot going on, too. So I dabble in so, um, You dabble. <laughs> oh, wow. So we're here at Chance. Oh, with the colors. Yeah, sorry. It's very bright. We're here at Champs because this is number one my my local bar, and it is one of the locations where all of you guys hang out, where my friends hang out. So this is almost like a community center, um, and Champs has been a location for lots of different things, block parties, live music, etc. So it just makes sense for if we're going to do anything or implement anything, and you want to do it with business. Champs is it. So, um, long story short, there was a drawing. That came out by a Harry Jackendorf, where he drew up some renderings for a skate park, literally across the street from here at uh, Wenzel Field. And uh, when I was floating the idea about, hey, how can we not have a skate park? And John jumped right on and goes, let's make it happen. And we talked a little bit about it, uh, a couple blocks away, doing something at another city-owned property, which didn't quite work out. But when I finally got in touch with Harry and he sent me the designs, I gave him the John and Wills and uh, some other folks. And they were like, yeah, this will work. Let's go over there and take a look at it. So what we've done is we've met, like, this is our third meeting, I guess? Mm -hmm. Yeah, third gone, official meeting. Yeah, so we've you know. gone over to the park, um, scoped it out, and the people who are skaters and BMXers, of which I am not, they gave their input about what they think would work. Um, one, of the, one of the main... Um, People at the table is uh, Gray Colt Skateboards, which is a local skate company. So they're actually at the table as well, and um, they've got some expertise in actually building skate parks from an organic level. So they're on board with this whole idea and concept right. as well. So if we just go back over some of the other stuff, um, John, why don't you talk about um, some of the the reasons why you think that it's ideal to have that skate park? Well, uh, I was going to say when you when you say it didn't work out. I mean, we did it did work out for about a year. We had the we had the skate park up and running. I mean, it was all DIY and super dangerous and, and sketchy, but uh, it did have a positive impact on the community. You still see those kids skating today. You know, a year year and a half later. You know, going on two years now. 
because uh, we were starting coming out of the, the second winter uh, of last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we did have success with it, but it was, you know, it was like an understood truce more so than a, than an actual official sanctioned uh, place for kids to go. You know, it was like if something ever goes wrong, you just kind of, you're going to lose it. And that's what happened. But, you know, we, we had it for a while. And so, uh, when we found out about the, the plans that uh, Jack and Dorf had made, that was what was really exciting because it was a, uh, it was that that grander view of what we had already kind of like accomplished in a in a miniature fashion, and when the kids didn't have that anymore in our area, that created a need. And so you you have uh, these drawings that he did, and it's it's you know, kind of like three different things in one uh, that you have. So you you know you have this ideal space in a neighborhood where there's already a need. Uh, so I mean it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a great windfall out of losing something that we had, we had tried to accomplish. You know, if you could drill down on the children, I mean, you, I know you had talked about that before, about how many kids in the neighborhood mm-hmm. would go to the previous site, sure. were involved in it. Just talk about that a bit. I mean, you'd, uh, I'd say at, like, at the peak, we'd have, uh, you know, 20 kids in there in a, in a 50 by 100 foot space, give or take, something like that. You know, it's just a little fenced in, like, uh, right next to, like, that abandoned church we had on uh, the corner of Washington and Anderson, which, you know, up until that point was basically a trash pile in these kids' backyard, you know. And uh, we just went in there with a bunch of things that we had already had or found or, you know, scrapped from other things and, and built a bunch of crap. And uh, they they came out every day after school and, uh, you know, they'd just rip it and they'd build things with you and you'd teach them how to ride and... Parents loved it, kids loved it, you give them boards, you do, you know, it's basically the same thing you do every time you go out and ride a bike or get on a skateboard when you're a kid, but when we were kids, we didn't have a lot of older guys that would be willing to just hang out and let you ride with them, mm-hmm. you know, because it was a different culture back then. It wasn't acceptable, like, to go out after school and go riding, like, with your friends. You would have, uh, you know, the streets were a lot meaner, I think, <laughs> for, uh, for that kind of activity. Now, where are those kids now? Are they, like, in the neighborhood? You still see them around? I mean, they still live here. There's no, there's no other option. They're still in the neighborhood because that's where they came from to begin with. They weren't, they're not transplants coming over from Hamilton to ride our, our bootleg park mm-hmm. in Trenton. They're kids that never had a skate park and never had skateboards that live here, and their parents live here. People, you know, it's, it's generations of families that aren't going to move and aren't going to be going anywhere anytime soon. So it's, it, they're all still here. So when that and there's it's still the same need. So when the when the DIY site at, at Washington and Anderson when that kind of like ceased to yeah. some extent, these kids now don't have a recreation site that they had basically. No, they just knock on your door and ask you if you got any extra boards or wheels, and they go try to find what whatever else there is out there. Yeah. And there isn't anything out there, so you know I mean because it's the spots that I would ride as an adult. You know what I mean. So it's, you know, I'm 31 years old. I can only imagine a 15-year-old going to skate some of the spots in Trenton that, like, I can go skate comfortably having my wits about me. You know, that's, it's some scary shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and thinking back on it, you know, I'm, I'm not originally from Trenton, but growing up in, in Dallas area, uh, down in Texas, there's areas that I, I went when I was their age, you know, same thing. You don't think about it then, but, you know, you need a place uh, like a skate park in a city like this. You know, it's, it's, there's too many, too many X factors involved with that. 
Too many red lights, man. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to be like free skating around when uh, that's not the reality mm -hmm. of this particular uh, city. So, how about one of you guys jump into I mean, the roads um, too? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the roads aren't fashion for like, it. I mean, it's, it's lock, you know. Yeah. So, so why don't somebody jump into the the culture of skating here in Trenton? I mean, because you know, I've, I've heard that a lot of the big pros at some point in time have been here in Trenton, et cetera. And I've never, like, I'm not a skateboarder. So you I don't have to really be. I mean, know. it's BMX too. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm a skateboarder, but I can also speak for the BMX side too. You know, those are a lot of my friends, but. It's uh, I'll let anybody else jump in, but it's it's bikes, skateboards, it's anything that's like a, a wheel activity. You know? Yeah, you can go up or down. It's pretty much <laughs> yeah, all it so, takes. So uh, since I just graduated high school, I've been around like you know, kids my age and younger and older and all that. And even like even like you know I'm graduated, but I've been back to the school to say hi to teachers or you know help out sometimes. I'm seeing a lot more like kids hold like like with skateboards strapped to their backpacks or like after school when everyone's coming out there's like a significant amount of kids with skateboards and even like i've seen them rocking like gray cult merch which i'm like Whoa. nice i'll agree with that completely like uh i've noticed the two just on the streets like and a lot of them are younger kids like younger yeah. than i am yeah i saw like uh, it's just like i was in my, one of my teachers like ninth grade class yeah. and in that one class alone there was like two girls with like skateboards next to their seats and one of my other friends who was like a senior, he was like with his board. And like that's like three people in like one class alone. And like just big difference. They like drive by like the school after school. There's a lot of kids with skateboards, especially like going home, I just see them zipping through the street. Stuff to skate at the school? Uh no. Nah. But they are building a new train. Yeah, so, you know, maybe. It's yeah. amazing they let you bring your boards in school. Yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. They let you bring your boards. I have a question. <laughs> So, two questions actually. So, being that they're creating a new Trenton High, if we were able to grasp the skating population, maybe we can talk to the school board to see if they would be willing to incorporate some sort of design. That'd be skate design inside it, but it has to be a demand, right? I mean, that's a yeah, that's a beautiful concept, but I think right? that's that's probably that's a concept for ten years from now. Well, yeah, you know, but years. I think I think that it would be easy to grasp it for what we're talking about today with the, with right. the Wetzel Field mm -hmm. and the Villa Park side of it. I mean, that's that's ideal for a plaza, and that's that's what you see when you see a school or anything else, any structures like that. They're already built for skating. Right. It's got stairs, transitions, rails, anything you want. Skating and BMX, <laughs> it just naturally fits right in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. you create somewhere where it's acceptable and it's on a smaller level. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that fills the demand right there. So then, you know, you can, you can add that to the, the academic side, I think, probably uh, as a post-thought after, after you can succeed at the first. You know? Okay. The second question I have, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, coming from the business aspect of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So <clears throat> a basketball court doesn't need maintenance. Right. Soccer field barely needs maintenance. How much maintenance would a skate park need? Concrete would be my answer in, in one solid word, but it's it's all about what foundation you put down originally is what determines your maintenance level, hmm. um, you know, how, however many years down the road. It's um, like most other things, like it's yeah. cheaper to build a shittier park and most people Absolutely. will do that, and then in the long run it costs more to maintain, Correct. they don't do that. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So if you spend a little, more money off the bat and get the nicer part with less maintenance and you just end up saving money. 
Yeah, I would say you would invest in the same type of materials that you would be you would be uh, allotted for in your budget if you were building, say, a basketball court with a mm -hmm. with a lower grade metal. Excuse me, say for the coping or things like that. But you would want to invest in like a higher uh, a higher grade kind of concrete, and I think that Ken would probably know that because that's kind of mm -hmm. uh, his area of expertise oh, yeah. in uh, square footages. And I mean, yeah, you I mean, if you if you want to. Yeah, if you want to weigh in on like year versus cost as far as maintenance, that would, I think that would be great. Right, because I don't know if we're gonna have a. I mean, just we, saying, like, just saying, concrete versus wood or versus something, right. something else that you can do right now, is is absolutely the easiest way to guarantee that you'll maintain it properly for five years and then never use it again. Yeah, you uh, go because it's gonna be a burden. High gravity concrete. You want to get the best concrete you can afford. You want to have it poured as fast as possible, mm -hmm. because that way you maintain uh, the initial pour. Group, like the guys who pour the concrete, you want them to be on the job as long as possible because because that aspect of the job they come and go. So if if you're gonna pay for some sort of large municipal concrete structure, you want to do it quickly, and that way you get all the guys who start and stop the project to be to be on the same part, and and they're not. You're not gonna have guys leaving and then other guys coming in to finish the project because they haven't started. So, do you think that we're gonna get the city involved to help maintain it down the line, or are we building some sort of an organization that, if something does happen to it, will be the ones that's gonna maintain it? So, if you do this and you do it right and you have a good initial build, mm -hmm. there's not going to be a lot of work for secondary and tertiary okay. uh, construction guys to come in and do. Because okay. if, if the initial project is done well, ev everyone that comes after that is it's going to be a contractor who walks in and goes, oh, this part's cracking, i got to fix it. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I want to jump in there because, because before we get, get to that point, and that's a great question. Um, one of the ideas and the concepts behind this, and we bring it back a little bit, at the corner of Washington and Anderson, mm -hmm. just the block down, um, and you probably know the building, it was an abandoned, I think it was an originally, originally a schoolhouse, then a church, and it's city-owned. But it's, it's the lots of mess, it's overgrown, and a bunch of people, mainly folks from Champs, went down, did a major cleanup. Mm. Um, and, and built some ramps with the idea that, hey, we're going to make a, a do-it-yourself DIY skate park. And at the same time, we'll be able to have conversations with the city about potentially giving that property over as, you know, similar to what you were saying about the park. Like, you know, just a flat fee, lease it for like 20 years at a dollar, something like that, which the city has done before. But for whatever reason, that, that didn't fully work out. So the idea at Wenzel Field was to, instead of trying to get a huge two, three hundred thousand dollars to do uh, have a, have an outside company come in who designs skate parks, um, it was mentioned that we could probably do it in pieces mm -hmm. as long as we have the city's approval on the space. Mm -hmm. So if the city said, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna give the organization whatever the organization is." This, this piece of land and you guys kind of have at it and then it could be done completely DIY or we could come up with some sort of a creative solution for fundraising and then have concrete come in 
um, something through the city where we would use their contractors or RFPs or something like that. So it's still kind of up in the air. But, but where we are right now is just trying to galvanize all the people who are interested, building a coalition of all those people, keeping them connected, and then say, okay, well, what does the group want? Mm-hmm. Now let's go to the city and say, hey, look, this is what we want. So that's sort yeah. of where we are right now. Right. Are we thinking about liability issues if someone gets hurt? So the liability issues, um, uh, we've had people from the DNR and the city here for previous meetings to talk about it. Liability insurance falls under the city's blanket umbrella. Really? Yeah. So um, statistics show the right. worst sport or recreation activity you can have that is the most difficult football. to insure is football. So if, if people are playing football under the, the city's blanket policy, mm-hmm. then pretty much anything else is, is, is right. okay. And I think, John, you made a point, too, yeah. talking about the culture of skateboarding. Right. I mean, and you can look at it. I mean, statistically speaking, skateboarding as a culture doesn't, there are no liability issues because it's an assumed liability. Um, normally, normally um, what I've seen other municipalities do is you would have a waiver form, uh, but Having a waiver form means that someone from the city has to be there to watch someone sign it, which means that you have to enlist, you know, the parks department into it, which means you're eating up time, money, uh, and things that don't need to be maintained because skateboarding and BMX uh, as a community, as a culture, has never needed a babysitter. Can you just put up a good you old-fashioned know? sign that says... Skate your own risk. Skate. And that's already, again, like what Chuck said, it's under a blanket. So allowing a group of people into a place uh, that assume their own personal responsibilities is you know, couldn't be easier as far as uh, allowing mm-hmm. that activity to take place there. You know, you, you're running a very, very small risk. And, and, and the ramps that we think about putting there, will you be able to get height? I mean, I would, th- I would think the idea would be to maintain uh, an accessible area. Okay. I'm thinking that it should be geared towards people uh, between like a, a, a novice and, you know, some sort of advanced level. Uh, but but we're not talking about you know fifteen foot half pipes okay, or okay. or you know loops or anything mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, that nature. Mm-hmm. You know we're thinking more of like a a, a skate structure that's permanent uh, that also features um, an integrated feel to it. Uh, you know uh, we don't want it to be an eyesore on right, the city. Right. We want it to incorporate all the best parts mm-hmm, of our city mm-hmm. and those places that all of us as a culture we see it. You know we ride by them every day or we ride them. And hey, wouldn't it be great if we could have that one place? that we have downtown, but you don't get your board taken, or you don't get a mm-hmm. ticket, mm-hmm. or you're not a kid that gets like, you know, shaken down for, you know, loose money or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, right. all the negatives that go into an independent activity like that, you know, cause let's be honest, you can't play a full game of football running down the street, right. you know, but you can skate anywhere or ride your bike anywhere mm-hmm. you want to. Mm-hmm. So why not bring all those things together and allow these kids to do it in a safe place, but it's still their city. Right. And it doesn't feel fake, it doesn't feel forced. And uh, again, when you build concrete and you build um, plaza and city-oriented structures, you have the ability to maneuver them any way you want. You know, you, you just maintain little areas where if you want to bring your own ramps and rails, you probably can. You know, that's what we used to do at the uh, Washington mm-hmm. Park. So, I mean, it can be done and it's, it's, it's pretty easy to do. Uh, like I said, the kids never left. They're still there and they're waiting. So if you were to just sort of put a figure, a statistic on how many people in Trenton right. are skateboarding and BMXing and who would utilize the park, 
and then uh, once we have that number, if you just throw that out, then I'm thinking that would tie into how many people would be doing something positive that they enjoy doing, okay. as opposed to you know being all over the city or trying to find a place to skate, right. and like you mentioned, downtown where it's potentially illegal, right. or they could... Well, it's not uh, potentially, it is. I mean, it's not... <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's... I think it's all those people that you see that are, you know, I'm not gonna say afraid to leave their backyard because that's not the situation, but aren't gonna leave their backyard because when you get on that little tiny board that you have, you can't skate anywhere because mm -hmm. the ground's all torn up mm -hmm. as a 12-year-old kid. You don't have the ability to maneuver that way. When you do ride your bike eight blocks away from your house, you might, you know, mess around and get lost or end up on like a larger road and like, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of trappings that are, aren't necessarily um, predatory as far as going out and being able to participate in those kind of sports, you know, it's just, you don't want your kid getting hit by a bus, so mm -hmm. why are you going to let him get on the skateboard and, and ride down a city street? Mm -hmm. You know, and when you do get to do it, it's usually like when I was doing it. You tell your parents you're going somewhere, but you're not. You're going, you're going to go skate this crazy place that you saw. You've been waiting all day to go do it. You know, so so that's the risk that you're running. But if you know that you have a, a free a free haven, mm -hmm. that as long as you can get there, it's it's all good. I mean, you you could bring your parents with you. Your parents would probably be willing to take you there. You know, and they, they could sit around, you know. That was that was the most interesting part of that, just the kind of renegade skate park down the street. <coughs> yeah. Was that the, the people who, there whose backyard directly <coughs> across the alleyway were totally into it because their, kid, their kids had some place to play where they could just yeah. watch them. Right All six backyard. of them. So then they, they really, like, had an interest in, like, Great you know, well, who was involved, what we're doing. So, I'm you know, I met everybody's prom. Yeah. Dad. Oh, wow. I was talking to them, like, And we like, gave well, them pieces of the park. We were using you know, they still power, have weren't we? Yeah, they still yeah, yeah. yeah. We used the power to, yeah. to run the tools. Yeah. So they, were, yeah. they were all about it. I mean, they, they, they could say, okay, well, that's a kind of a sketchy ramp, and these kids are from the bar up the street. But, you know, <laughs> right. it's, you know they were like, you know, mm -hmm. this is what mm -hmm. it is. Um, and, yeah. But they knew where their kids were at. So maybe so that could also be a place. You're going to get a lot of angry grandmas coming out there, like, you know, where is my whoever. And, yeah, that's... So maybe that'll be a play. So it works both ways. It works as a way, you know, it's an escape, but it's also, if you have that, you know, one of those locations. So, so from the community standpoint, there's a need for it. I mean, one. the community is thirsty. They, they ask me all the time. I mean, mm. it's, it's, and Wills is the same way. You know, we can't leave the house and not have a kid or a parent or, or someone walk up to you and say, hey, what's that thing you guys are doing that's really great about either bikes or skateboards or where's my kid or... Thanks for doing this. Or there's there's so many positive things, and, and people are hungry for that because it's not provided for them. I mean, mm -hmm. to a certain extent, it is sure. Like you know, you you do have your baseball parks and your your more traditional areas, but you know, I'd be hard pressed to find a tennis match going on in Trenton at three o'clock in the afternoon, but you can see a shit ton of kids playing soccer and trying to skateboard on them. Mm -hmm. So why not just give them some ramps <laughs> and a couple goals and and let's do that. And that that ties really. That ties into what we, we were saying want. earlier. I mm -hmm. mean, the, this, the demographic has changed. Mm -hmm. um, right. You know, Trenton is, is a, a, a very um, transient city, a lot of Latino, Hispanics, a growing number, um, and their national sport is soccer. Mm -hmm. So it, it behooves mm -hmm. us to have more soccer fields right. than mm -hmm. anything else. Mm -hmm. And if the city's not willing to do that, I think that there's plenty of BMX people are equally who are doing that sports as well. The same way, I mean, and I hate to use the term sports, you know, as, as a traditional skateboarder or whatever you want to call it, but I mean, it, it is a different time, you know, and in a world culture, 
skateboarding and BMX is, is a highly revered thing. It's not this, it's not viewed the same way that uh, American BMX and skateboarding had to evolve to the point where it is now, where it's a mega million dollar uh, industry. Mm -hmm. You know that that for a lot of people was a way to get to America. You know, on work visas and mm -hmm. things uh, mm -hmm. in the in the eighties and nineties. That's how a lot of people got out. It was a it was a different different kind of concept. So I think that what we what we have the ability to do is kind of help further uh, these kids that are from those cultures. You know. So we obviously that we know that there's a need. We pretty much have a space. Um, so Chester, from the the Civic Association standpoint, um, Melrose and Villa Park. What do you like? How would you gauge the interest in the neighbors? So right now, most of the people that are civically active in Villa Park are the older age. Sure. We don't have any of the millennials coming to any of the meetings at all. So we are not in touch with the younger population at all. And we are trying. Okay. And this would be a nice way for us to, you know, get involved right. with the millennials because of course, we don't see them. Most of Villa Park are working families. So while we're at work, people yeah. are probably skating. So we don't really see them. Right? right. But I'm glad I'm here at this meeting because I didn't know they existed. Exactly. Now well, I mean, know. It's, it's underrepresented, but you, you right. do see it all the time. And uh, again, one of the things that I say, I, I would say is that uh, it would be easy to be in contact with, with you know, as you said, the millennials. Um, it's not as big of a gap as I think a lot of people perceive. Mm. You know, because what we're what we're envisioning, or what what this this culture here, as far as this art, music, mm -hmm. skateboarding, mm -hmm. BMX, mm -hmm. uh, in Trenton, it's more of like a unified idea. So it what is. you're what you're what we're picturing is probably very similar to what you guys would be picturing, as far as meeting somewhere in the middle. Uh, the compromises are are very few times going to be the hardest ones, mm -hmm. you know, um, keeping the noise down, keep off the grass and all the, all the things that you would think about an older generation or whatever, those mm -hmm. stereotypes aren't mm -hmm. realistic either. You know, we're all sitting in the back room at a, uh, at a bar venue right mm -hmm. now discussing building a skate park for children. Right. So, I mean, it's fair to say that times have changed mm -hmm. and that it's a lot easier to be more progressive now and uh, get us get ourselves both on the same pages, right? Because right. it's the same for for our perspective. Because how do we reach you about a budget or having a civic meeting? You know, right. These are, these are the exactly. things that that both sides we have to unify on that idea. So, so let's let's kind of wrap up in the next like couple of minutes or so. Um, but I'd like each person to like share something for the people who have no idea about skateboarding, BMX about a skate park and when we share this socially for them to hear that and hear it from individuals about why this isn't anything that they should be afraid of that they should be interested in in this happening this is kids trying to have fun who would want to stop that hmm. or um I'm done. My I'm out of here, guys. But yeah, like as like someone who's like pretty young these days, I've like pretty young. Yeah, it's just, you know, I've you know personally seen like I said, there's a lot of like especially from when I was in school. So like you know, just looking at like at it now, just a few months later. 
like the numbers are increasing like I used to be very afraid of this city mm. I started like hanging out around here I was like it's actually not that bad I'm not like no longer afraid of walking mm -hmm. you still have caution but I'm not afraid of walking around like or going out in the middle of the day or anything especially since you know if there's going to be a park there like even the one that was by the church when I was like cleaning that just you know it looks there's glass on the floor I, I remember falling on glass that sucked so like me or like sometimes me and Nikki or just other people they would go clean it up while we're cleaning kids come in with their bikes and bring their ropes and boards and just start playing while you're cleaning because they're like well they're actually caring about this place so like having like a sanctioned organized you know mm -hmm. place for people to go it's going to be really good just having people coming out again awesome I mean I would say it's exactly what the way Dayron put it, it was the same way when when we were growing up um, we didn't have anywhere to go and, and you may or may not necessarily come from the best background or live in the best area or have you know anything going on and that was a way to uh, to find who you were. Because you, you go on an adventure every day when you leave your house, you get on a skateboard. But having nowhere to go and, and having all the trappings of being in a huge city, uh, it's it's definitely uh, an important thing uh, that we are lacking. Because for all the for all the soccer fields and all the all the grass you can have in the world, um, this city is made of concrete. And there should be something that's appropriate to that that same kind of lifestyle. And these kids don't have it. And they definitely need it. And uh, skateboarding and BMX culture has always been a very inclusive. Everybody's wanted. Nobody's considered to be different. You know, it's a it's a welcoming activity. So I mean, what's what's better than that? That's right. Um, everything that's to be said said already. But I mean. I mean, I used to ride like 45 minutes to go to a skate park because, you know, when you're a kid and you want to skate, you're going to find a place to skate. So, I mean, it's either like go to a skate park or get messed with by security guards and police officers or whatever it's going to be. But if you want to skate, you're going to skate. So you might as well give the kids a place to skate. Nice. So one of the other hats that I wear in the city is I also coach the travel soccer team and there is no place for us to play here in the city. The only African-American kid on the team is mine. Everyone else is Latino, Hispanic, the same, right. right? So I saw a need. So what did I do? I went on an adventure to try and build an indoor soccer facility in Trenton, and we're this close to getting it built. There you go. So I'm glad I'm sitting at this table because you're telling me that there is a need for skate park in the city. Absolutely. And I'm happy to be a part of the adventure to create one here. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's funny, yeah, to John's part about uh, skateboarding as a culture, it's interesting because it can go in so many different directions and there's, um, people, there's so much art and culture associated with it and mm -hmm. music and stuff like that. Um, but it's also um, a path towards civic engagement. One of the first things that uh, one, of my, one of my first forays into civic engagement was trying to get a skate park built in my town. We had no place to skate, and you know, we sat down, put our heads together, and then that's how we learned, okay, well, actually, you're going to have to you know, talk to the municipality, and then you're going to have to get some money together, and all the things that we've just talked about. And I had no idea how city government worked, how municipal, municipality worked, and so just being, wanting to see that happen as a, as a kid, you know, having to figure out how to raise money, and, and just have, being lucky enough to be around a group of people who were going to let the kids kind of take the lead on it, 
was able to kind of, and you know, I still to this day am try to be as involved as I can in, in local matters. So it's, you can, once you have like a, even getting there, my point is I guess even getting there can be a, can be a journey, can be enlightening to, to young people. Absolutely. Uh, Were you successful in getting the skate park built? Yeah, we, we got it built. Oh, awesome. In Franklin, uh, Franklin Park, the different Franklin Park, Franklin, uh, Somerset County. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's a fucking goal right there. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's, You're going to make me edit this? It's, <laughs> yes, I am. It's Fuck shit, uh, cock. And I think that... Uh, just Always quick, one. Quick, if I could, I think Sorry. that what Will said was really important, was too. Um, civil engagement. It's, it's about ownership. Mm -hmm. And that's something that this city desperately needs. Sure. We need people to own it. We need people yeah. to take pride we in where need, they live. We need people to yeah. say, hey, it's unacceptable to not uh, be proud of being here. We all, we all walk around with Trenton t-shirts, Trenton hats. We support every single thing that every, everyone else here does. Mm -hmm. It's very much, you know, a very webbed community. Uh, everything's connected, but there's ownership and pride in it. Right. And it's not going to be my generation, your generation, or the slightly next generation of people here in Trenton now. It's, the, it's that coming one that doesn't own it yet, that doesn't have that school you know, that's been torn down, that doesn't have the skate park that's been torn down, that's mm -hmm. never seen anything like that before, that hasn't discovered the music and, and the culture that's, that's out there waiting for them to be a part of it. Mm. And I think that when they find that, they're going to be able to own it, and that's going to be a huge part of what's going to help bring uh, the city back. Awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. And uh, in my final statement, man, it's just that you guys are all my friends, and I appreciate each and every one of you and everything that you guys are doing. And Oh. Uh, yeah, no crime. Oh. No crime. So, so the the idea behind you know using any access that I have to speak for a group of people who are my friends is exactly what I'm supposed to do. You're the skateboard Lorax. <laughs> <laughs> I want a shirt. Byron, you gonna design that? I speak for the boards. <laughs> so, 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 so my my uh, my plan with this is to connect some dots and get this done and then tell the city and the civic associations and the mayor that, yo, this isn't that big of a deal. Right. Just relax. It's this is just key. like kids playing Sandlot football or Sandlot baseball. Yeah. You ever did something thing. that wasn't a baseball with a bat? Hey, rocks, everything. Yeah. So anyway, thank you guys all for this and, and I'll post this and share it and distribute it. And what's the Instagram handle? Instagram handle is Capital City Skate Park. Capital City Skate Park. So make sure Capital that you guys City check that out. Skate Park. All right. John, thanks, man. The end.